Nebraska on Tap, the source for everything educational and informational about groundwater in agriculture. If you are an ag producer or a citizen of Nebraska, this show is made for you by the Middle Republican Natural Resource District. Now it's time for our weekly show, hosted by Heather Disming. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of Nebraska on Tap. Thank you so much again for joining us this week because we are going to talk a little bit about something controversial, regenerative ag and cover crops. All right, don't come at me. I'm just saying <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about it, not in detail. You know, I know a lot of people go to school for a very long time to understand and establish things like Dr. Brad Ramsdale did, and I get that. And I am just coming at it as a here is a picture point of view type of thing, right? So I brought uh, Sarah Stevens still on. She is at Central Community College in Holdridge. We kind of talked a little bit about a few things. Sarah and I have a good rapport, so it just kind of gets off base like that, but it's fine. So we talked a little bit about her regenerative ag conference that she put on and also just kind of like life in a rural area when, you know, we all know each other and we all see each other and we grew up together. So we kind of talk on a few things. I think it's really fun. Sarah is originally from the Farnham area. Stay tuned for my conversation with her about the regenerative ag conference that she put on and I attended. And now for people that don't know what regenerative ag is, I know the farmers know. They definitely know. It's this buzzword, right? That's going around everywhere. Blah, blah, blah. So regenerative farming can improve crop yields. They say regenerative farming is going to be Something that a lot of people have been doing here already. So it helps keep CO2 in the soil, helps improve water absorbency, and then helps with minimizing plowing of the land and different things like that. And when you think about it, when you plant a plant, you don't always plant it always in the same potting soil, right? So every plant is a little bit different. And the farmers know this. So their soil is going to be a little different everywhere they're at. Some things they can grow there, some things they can't. I mean, they have this down to a science and an art. I'm not even going to get into that to get into that because if you're listening and you're a farmer, you already know and you're like, duh, Heather. <laughs> so anyway, I'm just going to give you the conversation that I had with Sarah Stevens. It's pretty lighthearted and we talk about some of that stuff. We will get into that. Stay tuned. Well, I am Sarah Stevens-Stale. I am the administrative assistant at the Holdridge Center of Central Community College. And this is one of those jobs where that whole business of other duties as assigned, to my great pleasure, one of those other duties as assigned has become um, leading the coordination of our regenerative ag conference. I did not believe as a young person I would end up relishing the opportunity to work in ag. I thought I would end up in a city somewhere and stay there, but I didn't. And I'm really enjoying the opportunity to work with people who are working for the betterment of earth and humans and all of those great things. Yeah. And how long have you been in Holdridge now? Um, I've been in the, at, at the college for about two and a half years. My working life has focused on helping people in one shape or another. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I am one of those people that I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. 
<laughs> even though I'm in my late 50s, which is a little intimidating to say. Um, well, I think, but, it, you know, life is just so short. You want to do as much as you possibly can, right? In a short amount of time. Exactly. Like exactly. Uh, you and I met at the green cover crop and I asked to go. And um, my general manager's like, yeah, sure. And then there was this redhead and really cool overalls in front of me. And I go, do you need a ride? And you're like, yeah, I do. And so we hopped in the truck and we rode down the road and we looked at some cover crops. Right. And then there you were, Miss Social, just talking to everybody. So... Well, and that's what I was there for, is to make connections. And that is really what I am hoping that we are going to be able to do with our conference, is help the people who have this passion for the soil, for creating soil health, connect with each other and support each other in those processes, because some of these people really are on an island. So we want to find those islands and build bridges between them because it is not necessarily easy. Um, Particularly, I live in Bertrand, and my husband used to farm, and I did not realize how important it is for your fields to look a certain way so you don't have to take crap from your neighbors. If, If the rows weren't straight or if things got a little weedy, the peer pressure can be fairly intimidating and i thought we got away from that when we graduated high school no nope. <laughs> it's not always the case there's only 300 and... of us in this town and somebody's <laughs> going to have the worst field out of all of us right right and and part of human nature and it's not the best part is to be able to feel that we're doing a better job than somebody else And when it's something visible like that, okay, I'm doing better than so-and-so because I don't have those pigweeds in my field. Well, some people call the regenerative process ugly farming because sometimes there are more weeds. And the thing that they don't always understand is that sometimes those weeds are telling you something that you need to know about your soil and about what your crop is looking for or could use. And... uh, I am born of rebels, multiple generations of <laughs> rebels, and sometimes when you're going to do things different, not sometimes, if you're going to do something differently than other people do it, you got to get a thick skin. Be ready to take some of that. Yes, and now this um, this type of stuff doesn't fall too short from you because your dad also was a rancher when you were growing up and um, yes. over there by Farnham, right? Yes, and, and, and I'm going to really date myself. When my grandparents moved to southeast Lincoln County, Ingham still existed. And I grew up out in that part of the country. And my dad was a rural mail carrier and ranched. And there are debates about which one was the side gig. <laughs> right. And conservation was important to him. I grew up understanding that it was important to leave the land in better shape than you found it. And he was doing rotational grazing and building water pipelines to to get the cattle to go to different parts of the pasture to eat rather than staying close to the existing windmills in the late 70s and early 80s. And uh, at the time of my mother's passing, a friend of mine who attended the funeral 
happened to be at our house, and Dad had won an award that was a an aerial photo of whatever place on the ranch he chose, and he told a friend, ranchers kill each other for those awards. Sarah's dad must really be a great guy. <laughs> you know, the it's, it's just part of who I am. Yeah. And one of the great pleasures of working on this conference is feeling my dad sitting on my shoulder cheering me on from the other side. Yeah, and you did put on a great conference. I attended Thank it, you. and it was really nice to be able to have met you and um, and Bladen, and then be on the the email list so I could know that it was coming up. And I had kind of put it off, and I was like, you know what? I want to go out and support Sarah, and I want to see <laughs> what she has brought here. And you brought in two really great speakers. And tell me about how you found um, your first speaker. Uh, I can't take all the credit for that because what has happened here has taken a lot of teamwork. And Dr. Chris Nichols? Yes, uh, is an amazing soil scientist and we work with Todd Whitney of Phelps County Extension and he's the person who suggested her to us. And between he and Keith Burns at Green Cover, we were able to connect with her and she's like, yeah, I haven't been to Nebraska in forever. I'd love to come. Well, okay. And so she did. She got up 3.15 in the morning to leave the airport in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, flew into Omaha and drove out here to be able to share her knowledge with, with people. And one of the things I'm finding in this community is the genuine desire to help others. Mm -hmm. It's not about showing people what she knows. It's about helping people understand how they can apply what she knows to their circumstances. Dr. Nichols had so yeah. much information. We could have definitely yeah. sat there and listened to her for probably a whole week, honestly. Exactly. Yes. And she has a lot of information in videos on YouTube. So that's one of the other good things is this community has a lot of information available to people if they choose to seek it out. Yep. And Lance Gunderson, um, Regen Ag Lab in Pleasanton, I had the opportunity to hear him speak at a conference in Kearney called Beyond the Yield. Mm -hmm. But again, Todd Whitney from Nebraska Extension had already spoken to him about, would you come speak at our conference? And being a Nebraska guy raised in the Elm Creek area, he carries some local knowledge and tremendous expertise. He really does help people focus on how can I get more and do more at the same time. Yeah. And I liked how you had two different speakers first, like Dr. Chris Nichols. She talked about a lot about like soil health, everything that kind of goes into soil health. And with Lance, he was very scientific in it. And he was telling about all the numbers and all the parts per million and, and all the other different little microorganisms. And she talked about that too, but he also talked about it. And that was really cool to hear. I, if I could do one thing differently about that conference, I would have scheduled time for the two of them to speak as a team. Mm -hmm. That would have been yeah. a great time. Maybe next time. Yeah. Hey, can you come back? <laughs> right. <laughs> we want more. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and you had a great, you had a great turnout. And so, tell us a little bit about how you achieved um, such a great turnout. 
Well, we had an attendance list from our conference last year, the first year that we, we did it. So we had mailed brochures out to, the, to those people. We had an email list. We sent emails. And we did advertising with KRVN and Y102 radio stations. And frankly, a lot of it comes from word of mouth. Mm -hmm. We had help last year. Keith Burns helped us get this off the ground last year and helped us find some sponsors. And we built on that this year by the conferences I attended and meeting more people. I had one conference sponsor call me and say, hey, a friend sent me information about this conference. Hey, you're going to be there? And they <laughs> said, we had no idea. We'd really like to sponsor this. So the word is getting out. And I think as time goes on, we're going to be able to build even more of a presence and help more people move down this path of conserving water, taking better care of the soil, creating healthier crops. Yeah, no, I and I think it's great, you know, everywhere been to any type of soil conference, Keith and his green cover crew are there present, ready to go. I mean, mm -hmm. they love they love seeds, they love cover crops, like it is something that they totally enjoy. So I'm so glad that he yeah. has helped you out through quite a few things with connections and everything. That's awesome. Well, and one of the fun things for me is that I knew Keith in college more years ago than I care to think about. <laughs> so I get to tease him a little bit. And it is really fun to allude to some of the stories I could tell. <laughs> And watch him get embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, thank goodness, you know, we didn't have any type of Snapchat or social media back then. It's just right? you got to you got to plant it away in the brain and then pull it out, <laughs> pull it out for references. <laughs> well, and the truth is he could tell stories about me as well. So, yeah, you know. Right. <laughs> give and take, give and take, back and forth. But it's nice that you two exactly. work out well, that you two work out well, you know, and your paths have recrossed for um, something that you didn't even yes. expect to get into, you know, so that's really no, great. I really didn't. It It is a blessing to have stumbled into this and found something that I really feel passionately about. Yeah, no, and how does this all tie into classes that you guys provide there at Central Community College in Holdridge? Um, we have a, an associate's degree and several certificates that are related to agriculture. Our professors are much better at describing what those pieces are than <laughs> I am. Okay. So <laughs> I can't answer those questions as well as I would like to, and that's one of the pieces I will work on getting better at. But the one thing I can say is as someone who grew up in an era thinking that community college was was not for me. I so wish I had gone the community college route, particularly in today's economic climate. You can't beat the affordability, the small class size, particularly for people like you and I who came from small classes. It is, it is a better transition, in my opinion, from a small high school into college life because it is just a different setting. I have four kids, two of whom have graduated community college, and one who went the four-year route at a private college, and he worked his butt off to pay off his college debt, but it still took him some time. Mm -hmm. Kids out there, think about it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, the my high school class was so small that 
our spelling words were our first, middle, and last name. You know, <laughs> so uh, we could mo- I, I we could sense- mom everybody. I was like, hey, you so and so, and they're like, oh, right, gosh, she knows my middle name. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can I can tell you a few middle names. <laughs> I spent some time living in the San Francisco area, and one of my coworkers, who became a very good friend. Um, somehow knew that had asked me about it at some point and people out there were fascinated with the fact that I grew up in a small town and on a cattle ranch uh-huh. and she knew that I had graduated top of my class and then when she found out that there were 10 people in my class she just about lost it you were the entire top 10 percent of your graduating <laughs> class hey it's not hard right it's not hard <laughs> it's not hard but th- but then college was really hard. <laughs> I did not know how to study. So, yeah. The give the ebbs and the flows, the gives and the takes, right? Yes, exactly. But, but now exactly. you know about soil and the dusty wind and everything. And I'm learning more all the time. Yes. Just, I guess, one last thing before we head off here. When do you guys have a next conference or do you guys just do it once a year? We do it once a year at this stage of the game. And we haven't absolutely set the date, but I anticipate it'll be that same last full week before Thanksgiving, right before the Gateway Farm Expo in Kearney, Mm -hmm. so that if people are traveling, they can get both events in, come to our conference and then go to Gateway. Yeah. That makes it convenient for for people who are willing to travel a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, I highly suggest it. It was great, it was great to learn about all the different things, especially from the two speakers that you had this year. I can't speak to last year because I wasn't there, but I can only imagine if this many people returned, you know, this year, that it was definitely really good last year as well. So I'm looking forward to 2024 to see what you have in store. We're starting to work on it already, so we'll see what we can come up with. All right. And then if anybody wants to reach out to you, how can they reach you, Sarah? The easiest way is to give us a call. The number here is 308-995-8133. And the easiest email is holdridgeinfo at cccneb for nebraska.edu. All right. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for giving us your time today and talking. It's always a pleasure. Yes, of course. Always. All right, there you go. It's never too late to get educated on certain things, and you can always find all these things just by searching them and figuring out what works best for you and what time works best for you so you can attend and understand what's going on. Because if you don't educate yourself, then you just kind of get a little lost. I know that everybody's busy, but you should always find time to understand what's going on. If this is your first time listening to us, thank you so much for tuning in. And don't forget to like and subscribe, everybody, to our Nebraska On Tap YouTube, Nebraska On Tap Spotify, and then our Nebraska On Tap Apple Podcasts. You can also go to www.nebraskaontap.com to find our latest episodes as well. So I hope everybody has a great rest of the week, and we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.